0: hey everyone chris hogan here with 27 uh, ounce baseball and uh, for soundcloud as well today i am back uh doing the game day operation stats for the macon bacon as they continue their 2020 season in the cpl Today, I, for the first time, I'm able to uh, talk with Noah Severson. He's the 2020 uh, voice of the bacon. Noah, how are you doing today, bud?
1: Good, Chris. I'd like to say it's quite, I'm glad to have you back in the press box.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been a little few hectic weeks, but yeah, happy to fill in against the uh, our tribal bananas. But uh, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about your broadcast inside, a little bit about the players. So just give me a little brief synopsis of how, how it's been for the team so far and you yourself as well.
1: It's been really fun, it's been fun to watch the guys get to know each other more and they all get here, they all converge here in Macon for the summer not really knowing each other. Some of them were teammates in college, but most of them didn't know each other and it's been fun to watch them gel and get chemistry and their play has improved as their chemistry has gelled. They started out slow, uh, were one and four through the first five games and then really picked up the pace, ended up clinching the first half championship here in the Southern Summer Division in the CPL. So that means that they'll host the end of summer championship game but it's been really fun to watch them there's some studs on this roster both in the lineup and in, in on the pitching staff so it's been really fun
0: yeah i, I definitely like i said we, we they always have had this two summers i've been around the team they've always had good talent but this feels like cape cod league type talent because every year the Bacon have a good pitching staff the era is over five as a team but they're hitting tons of home runs they're hitting for high averages do you just think it's because of the other leagues canceled, like the uh, Cape Cod League and maybe some Northwoods leagues team backing out, do you think that's why the talent's here and it's been so good?
1: Absolutely. I think that's exactly it. When you're doing prep work on these guys and you start talking to them, you find out how many of them were supposed to play on the Cape. Yeah. And then when that season got canceled, they're scrambling, trying to find a home for the summer. And Coach Turk was telling me it was really just kind of a madhouse, calling different coaches, yeah. calling guys, seeing what their plans were. And like you said, with all the leagues being canceled, I mean, that just concentrates the talent here in the CPL. And I've heard from other people that this is the most amount of talent that they've ever seen here in the Coastal Plain League this summer.
0: Yeah, and we've seen a lot of scouts as well. I know up in Martinsville and the other uh, teams in Carolina, sometimes even here, about 20, 30 scouts. So it's definitely, not, I haven't really seen that in the past. So that's obviously very impressive. Obviously, got a lot of guys can get drafted next year. Um, Give me, I think for me, you know, being around the team for the first couple weeks and obviously you've been around the whole summer, um, Luther Willard's been a guy who's really impressed. Obviously great personality off the field, really class act, does a lot of things in the dugout as well, but give me tell me about him and his play, just what he's brought to the team.
1: Well, I was telling him today, during BP, Luther, you realize that you've been on base in every single game this year, and I quickly found some wood to knock on, but he has been outstanding, so consistent, can yeah. hit for average, hit for power. The dude just gets on base. The amount of walks he's drawn is outstanding, and he's a guy that, if there had been more rounds in, in June's draft, he, there's no doubt in my mind he would have been drafted. With there only being five rounds, he said that he got several calls about free agent deals and he said he hadn't decided yet whether he wants to go back to school or not or if he wants to sign a deal he kind of gave himself uh, the first week of august as a deadline for him whether he wants to pursue a pro career now or if he wants to return to school
0: yeah like i said i think uh, either way it'd be good for him because he does definitely has the multi tool talent in his blood um I would say some other guys that have really, you know, Cole Gamble's been really good, Gitter's been good in the outfield. Talk about them and, you know, how versatile they've been, but also, you know, the, the power's been there, especially for Gitter.
1: Yeah, Gitter, I mean, the dude has sneaky power. I mean, he's not a super tall guy, not super well built. I mean, he's buff, but he's not yeah. He's not one of those those rotund big power guys. He's just so strong and the way that he's been able to muscle balls over the outfield fence has been really fun. He's also a guy guy that gets on base. He leads the team in walks right now. Gamble, another guy that is uh, among the top two or three in walks on the team. And Gamble's power has kind of dipped here, and he's going through a little bit of a slump, and we keep on waiting for him to break out of it. Hopefully he does tonight against the Bananas. Um, but he started out, he had three home runs, I think, in the first week and a half. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be fun to see him get going again, because I know he will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I think in the infield, a couple guys that have really still, you know, Josh Hood, who is, I think, featured in Baseball America, or D1Baseball.com, They've, a lot of baseball writers around here pretty much focus on the CPL. But I think him out of pen. Has really look good. Versatile, has had some slumps, but like I said, his bats really come around.
1: Yeah, Hood was, a, was the Ivy League freshman of the year a couple years ago, and his potential is just through the roof. If he can really round into the tools that everybody else knows that yeah. he has, he is gonna be hard to stop. And it's been fun to watch him get his power up. He's hit three home runs here in the past week. Um, and took out Deegan who's gonna be yep. starting tonight for the Bananas the University of Kentucky pitcher. He took him deep the other night. Um, Josh is a really fun guy to be around. He's a really good hitter. He adds to his defense a little bit. He's gonna be a pro player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think another infield that's really uh, took, took the weather by storm is uh, Cash Young. Big, big guy, uh, about six four. You know, really big for his height, and you know, in the middle infield. But his power and his, you know, he, he struggled a little bit with the glove. But like I said, his bat's really made up for it. Has his power really impressed you? Oh my goodness, it has been. Crazy to watch his power you keep waiting for him to slow down
1: and each time he goes up to the bat It seems yeah. like every other plate appearance. He's hitting a dinger. Um, he's third in the league right now in home runs He's got six of them. He's got five in his last nine games He has just been tattooing it and it's been it's been fun to watch
0: Yeah, and then uh, obviously the guys really pretty much the class clown as a, as a team uh, you know, the macho man, as I like to say, Robert Brooks uh, coming from D2 Columbus State. I know, you know, you're, you're used to that area as well. But, uh, what, what you know, him not wearing, having the button down chest during the game, hitting home runs. What what do you think his presence been like? You know, not obviously his skills sets there, but what, what's his presence been like for the team?
1: Well, he very quickly became a fan favorite and very recognizable to the fan base here in Macon. I mean, <laughs> he really has endeared himself to the fan base here with yeah. the antics, with the upbeat personality, really funny guy, uh, never stops talking, <laughs> which is good because he's he's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, obviously
0: the on-field skill has been there and he's really off the field a guy that you want to be around. Well. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, he uh, even... into. Sending me a message on Instagram saying, post that video. Let me see the full video. So, cool guy. Cool guy all around. Um, Pitching-wise, like I said, it's been an up-and-down year. Chase Harris had a rough outing recently, but first couple games. I mean, the pitching, like I said, it's been up-and-down all year, but the one pitcher I think that's really impressed me, even though his is still in the mid-fours, uh, Jack Sinclair. He struggled a little bit recently, but like I said, his fastball, his command early part of the year was really impressive. about it. Central Florida.
1: Yeah, he's, he's UCF's closer, and you know, he doesn't have overpowering stuff. He just has great command fastball 93 miles an hour he just locates that baby to perfection um and i'll give you another guy connor Manis from indiana he is not allowed to run all summer long and going back if you include his spring at indiana he didn't allow a run there either so he has had quite the 2020
0: any other guys on your radar i know that started to pitch a little bit better recently out from indiana um you know frazier Ellert had looked good at times talk about some other guys that have kind of Turned the corner for for the positive recently. Just to bounce off
1: Ellard, I mean, he's starting tonight. He has been so good. and He missed a bit of time, had to go home, but once he's come back, he has been lights out. Um, Another starter I'll give you that's been really good for the Bacon is Dalton Smith from Georgia Tech. Versatile, too. Very versatile. He's got really good stuff. Um, Him and Brody Westbrooks are two Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and they have both been outstanding.
0: Yeah, is who's who's more quicker to the play? Is it Mark Burley or is it Fraser Eller would you say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> who who can tell? Eller's got crazy tempo. Yeah. He uh, he'll switch it up on you and talking to the guys that have faced him during those bacon and eggs games, he's just an uncomfortable at that.
0: Yeah, and like like you make, speaking of the eggs and bacon, obviously uh, Brandon Raphael, the team president, kind of hinted early in the summer that we could see, you know, an alter ego team and what's that been like? I know it's kind of been mostly the egg side, but the bacon's won some recently. What's that what's that series been like? Well just
1: to be quite Frank, I feel sorry for the pitchers because I think that's kind of what adding to the, ERA. what's added to those ERA troubles is because you're going up against your teammates yeah. who have been the best offense in the Coastal Playing League by far, yeah. bar none in terms of home runs and average. Um, but they've been really fun and it, they've all been close games. I was surprised the last matchup that we played, we came in thinking that there was going to be an offensive slugfest. Uh, the winner in each of the four previous games had scored at least 10 runs. Well, then we had a 1-0 game here at nine innings to pass game. So they've been really fun. Um, The guys get after it, super competitive, um, and those have been fun. And we have three more of those games coming up this summer.
0: Yeah, definitely. And obviously, I have Catawba. Talk about, I mean, I wasn't here last weekend for that, but the Catawba team that's pretty much a lower level, mostly D2 and D3 guys. I heard there was like a little, little dance off. Can you tell me a little bit about that during the uh, thunderstorm uh, <laughs> yeah, delay last week? Yeah, we had a
1: lightning delay and uh, the Catawba guys were in the dugout and the sizzle squad here at the ballpark challenged them to a dance off. So they met behind home plate and credit the Catawba guys, they really got into it. It ended with the Catawba guys taking their shirts off and pretty much, <laughs> even though the crowd started out on the sizzle squad side, by the end of it, they were on the Catawba side. So yeah. credit those guys, it's, it was a fun night in summer league baseball.
0: Yeah, and I know, uh, like I said, a lot, of, a lot lot less opponents this year. So you haven't been able, from the broadcast since I will talk about for a couple minutes. I know, um, you know, Bico Scal who's done a great job for Savannah. Justin Hall with Lexington County. If, bulking on the other guy's name, that's. King Street, yeah, yeah. So. Um, Like I said, the the amount of teams you you see this year with the broadcast is kind of, but talk a little bit about how how it's just been camaraderie with like, especially with Biko seeing him all the time. What's what's it been like? It's Uh,
1: been really fun. Biko and I have hit it off. He's a guy that I find a lot in common with because he likes to have fun with the broadcast. He's not an ultra conservative, super take it seriously kind of guy. And in Savannah, they they really take that, that (laughs) that <laughs> to a whole new level. Drones now I see. Drones, yeah. Vico, they had a drinking game for the yep. broadcast, depending on what Vico said. So, yeah, Biko's a great guy. I've been—he's a little bit older than me, and that's why I've had a great time learning from him and picking up new tricks. And we've exchanged a lot of information about yeah. our respective teams which helps both broadcasts yeah
0: absolutely definitely a good part there but for you personally i know it's going to be your senior year at uh, uh barry college up in the rome area in georgia um what's what's it i know i know like you said you before the season you said you wanted to obviously get better reps you called a little bit of baseball before the pandemics hit but um what, what's been the key for you i guess just growing as a broadcaster so far that's a good question
1: i think you know all the things that happen when you're not on the year soaking up the information from guys during PP um, getting different stories from coaches and learning um, different things about the game of baseballs I didn't grow up playing baseball so yeah. there's some things that I just have had to learn from guys and so that's been the biggest thing for me is really focusing in I'm not broadcasting other sports right now like I do usually during the school year so honing in on baseball honing in on my knowledge of baseball and, and get some really good stories out of these guys
0: yeah you talked about the prep. Obviously, that's great for any broadcaster, minor league baseball, summer collegiate ball. Um, but for you personally, like I said, getting the reps, that's probably one of the most important things besides the preparation and learn about the players, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Getting the reps is huge. And with my school, Barry, they yeah. have canceled fall sports. Yeah. So I'm not going to have that fall uh, to, to broadcasting. So that makes these games here even more important for building reps
0: and building experience. how, how You know, kind of piggybacking off of that, how, how do you think it's going to hurt a like, a lot of these summer leagues mostly rising, fresh you know, sophomore, juniors, even some college seniors that are broadcasted majors. How do you think, you know, obviously some of them get to broadcast this, but how do you think it's going to hurt the fall sport for uh, some of the collegiate broadcasters?
1: I think it's going to sting a lot. I think it's going to be really painful, and especially for guys that are my age that yeah. are preparing to enter, you know, post-grad, yeah. getting our first uh, job, getting our foot in the door of the industry. I think it's going to be really tough. Um, and I know there's a lot of guys that had opportunities lined up this summer that, that ended up falling through because of different league cancellations. So um, I know guys are just going to try to get reps wherever they can, whether that's high school up. or um, whether that's doubling up in the spring. I, I know guys are going to make it work, but it'll be interesting to, to see how it pans out.
0: Yeah, I'll start to wrap up with you. But I, I wanted to ask you, you know, I saw uh, your that uh, crazy Savannah game, 19 to 15. You had that. Uh, Jake Gitter, a home run call. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that. I know it it exploded on Twitter. It's a lot of retweets, a lot of likes and stuff, but uh, tell me what went into that call when they got the uh, 12-11 lead.
1: So I don't normally write down calls in advance, but I did have that one written down in advance. I used to, when I was a kid, I, I played backyard baseball on the PC. And so yeah. the people that played backyard baseball will recognize that call as one of the calls that Sunny Day, who's the announcer in the game, uses on a home run. And yeah. it just felt right. That was the most insane baseball game that I've ever watched. That home run capped off a 10 run inning for the Bacon. Um, Jake's a really fun guy. Yeah. And um, I kind of just let that call loose.
0: It was really fun to, to, to listen back. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a good, good highlight of your summer as well. Kind of a of a couple questions. Um, what's what obviously being in a historic ballpark, 91 years old, almost 92 next year? What's it just like being around? I mean, you got the old school charm with the new, new feeling around here with the sweets and all that. But uh, what's it been like just being in a historic ballpark calling the games?
1: You know, I learned something new every day. We had throwback night at the ballpark the other night, yep. and the guys wore the making peaches jersey, so I was able to research some about Pete Rose yep. and that 62 team. And then today, I'm walking around the ballpark, and hidden away, I see these two plaques that say that. Jackie Robinson played Correct. in the exhibition yep. game here. Hank Aaron has played in here. Tony Tiff Perez, yep. Yeah, Tony Perez, all those guys. So, I mean, it just, <laughs> those names, it, you don't get, get more. chills, right? Absolutely, that yeah. they walked on this same diamond. And I love what Raphael, our GM, and the rest of the front office have done, renovating it to updating it you know, to make it more comfortable for fans, but keeping that historic charm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'll probably, uh, we'll have you on again before the summer, maybe after the season. But uh, how can our uh, listeners follow you on social media and the the broadcast as well? Absolutely.
1: Well, you can find my my social media handles are at Noah S-Y-V-E-R-S-O-N, Noah on Twitter, and Vanilla Ice on Instagram. Yep. And then uh, you can tune into all every Make and bake Broadcast by going to cpl.base, cplbaseball.tv, and you can also find the broadcast on the Coastal Plain League website.
0: All right, Noah, appreciate you joining me. All
1: right, thanks, Chris. All right.